What's up, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the Final Score Podcast. Uh, football season is upon us. It, it's about a week away from officially starting. We'll have a girls' flag football uh, starting next Wednesday, followed two days later by uh, week one of the traditional uh, varsity football season. Uh, so, so we're very excited here at the FMP about that. Our preseason uh, top five is out in the paper today. We'll have previews running over the next week. Um, so uh, we're really looking forward to the start of the football season. Uh, uh, welcome in, uh, everyone. Uh, Greg Swatak here with you. On this week's podcast, we'll talk to uh, Brunswick coach uh, Jerry Smith about his uh, team this season. Uh, should be a pretty good group. Uh, uh, the Railroaders uh, advanced all the way to the state semifinals last year. Uh, three-year starter at quarterback in Ethan Houck. Uh, a 1,000-yard rusher in Ben Wells is back. Uh, big, big offensive line, uh, pretty competent uh, across the board. So we'll talk to uh, Coach Smith about his team and his expectations uh, for the coming season. Uh, but, but, but before we get to him, uh, we'll welcome in my colleague, uh, and Alexander uh, Dacey, uh, here at the FNP. And uh, you're excited for football season, right, sir? Yeah, of course. Uh, you've been out at uh, – well, first of all, let, let's start with our preseason top five. Uh, in order, Oakdale – Frederick, uh, Ligonore, Walkersville, Urbana. Uh, any any issue with that five? Not really. I mean, again, I feel like I feel like the one thing that everybody can kind of agree on is that Oakdale's very clearly the number one. They're kind of I mean, are, are they though? I, I I think they are at least. I mean, given given just given the way that all the other teams, you know, they've Oakdale. I think has lost the the least from last year, and and like most of their big impact players are all back that team you know n- you know got to the state final uh they're gonna look to do that again may probably even win it because again i i would have to say they're probably the favorites in 3a at this point given the way that's kind of cleared for them with the with damascus and, and frederick frederick leaving. leaving um you know so they seem to be just in terms of like completeness of team and carryover of you know kind of carryover of talent from last year you know they they kind of seem to be just a step above the rest there now again I know we we were talking you know they did lose you know two of their best linemen last year and uh, Chase Hot and um Josh Carmen they both graduated so that's you know that's going to be kind of one I guess maybe maybe the one sort of quite big question mark is like the, the questions are all along the line well, yeah. with them they have a couple starters back mm-hmm. um uh, but uh, I think they're replacing uh, three starters on the line with inexperienced varsity players not that not that they're going to be bad players that they could be good players but but we don't know right and and so that's i guess that's the one caveat but like pretty much outside of that they're all back they all were great last year they're all probably gonna be even better this year and again given you know what teams like you know frederick lost a big you know lost a pretty decent sized chunk of talent with their senior class last year and they have a new head coach urbana lost you know just about and just about everybody. Middletown lost Carson Smith. Um, you know, I guess Linganore w- was down last year, but they also bring people back. So it's like, you know, do you, um, you know, how 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 do how does that square? How do you see them? And I know they play. I think they play Oakdale somewhat early in the season, like week four or something. So yeah, that that um, that, that middle chunk of the season is going to be interesting because Frederick and Oakdale have their big uh, rematch in week three. Which is a Thursday night uh, because of the way the holiday calendar works, and then right after that, um, you have Ligonor and Oakdale. So th- those that couple week stretch there could be pretty telling, right? And and yeah, so I think I think that would be telling. But I, again, I think like I said, they just ha- Oakdale just has 
the most known entities coming back and the best of those known entities on pretty much all you know on most fronts if that makes sense um so that makes so i think it's a pretty clear number one and then after that there's kind of just a tier of like there's a lot of really good pieces here or a lot of things we think will be good pieces but we don't 100 percent know because either there was a lot of turnover or there was you know like like a co- like a like a coaching change or some in some cases both um or you know they they were maybe down last year but seem to have talent so again it's just I, I feel like that second tier I mean you could pretty much put anybody you know Oakdale's in the first year and then everybody else not named like probably TJ Tuscarora could talk to me you could probably put in that second tier and organize them however you want and you know that that two through five will probably I'm guessing that'll probably be the, have the biggest movement uh, throughout the years they'll just be you know teams kind of coming in and out in and out in and out I agree with you on Oakdale. I think we may be underselling Frederick a little bit. I think Frederick's going to be really good again. Uh, yes, they lost uh, Trayvon Neal, who was their great uh, defensive back and receiver. Uh, Brian Mabuthia was a solid quarterback. They have to replace him. They lost some guys on the offensive line. I'll say Josh Hayward, uh, the Josh, defensive player of the year. Josh Hayward, yeah. the defensive player of the year. His brother uh, uh, is, is still on the team, though, um, and, and will we'll play a big role in the on the defensive line. Um, but Davion Pryor showed some flashes last year. He'll step into the number one receiver spot. They still have Tay Anderson at running back. I, I think they could get um, decent quarterback play. Um, and I, I just think Frederick's and, and the defense, which was the best in the county last year, I, I think has a chance to be really good again. So I, I think Frederick's the clear number two. But after that, I'll, I'll listen to the someone could jump in there discussion. But I think Oakdale's probably based on what they did last year and what they bring back, uh, the clear number one. Frederick, I think, is on their heels at number two. Lagenor, I just can't see having two bad seasons no. in a row. <laughs> and now with the ta- now with the talent they bring back. Uh, talking to Rick Connor, I know they get Mikey Ayers, who was one of their good linemen a couple of years ago, who missed all of last season due to injury. He comes back. They're always solid on the offensive line. Uh, Christian uh, Petrozello, who committed to Bucknell uh, over the off se- in the off season, I-, I think will be much better. Ethan Arneson has been a uh, one of the best backs in the county over the last two seasons. It's his senior year, so <clears throat> I-, I just can't see Ligonor being bad. Um, and they weren't. I mean, five and six is not a bad record. It's just not up to Ligonor's standards. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to say they were. Uh, I was because I'm I'm doing their preview, and I went out to talk to them last week. And they were all pretty blunt with me, and they're like, "Yeah, like when we finished five and six, we were like, this, like this can't, you know, what happened? Like we got to figure this out. This can't, this can't stand." So I think they all, I think, I think that was a little bit of a, you know, maybe they were figuring some things out or whatever. But maybe that was, that was a little. They all kind of had that moment where they were like, "Oh, we need to not let this happen again." So they seem right. to be in a much at least for now in a much better spot it, next year. It's a 500. It's not a yeah. terrible season. It's 500-ish. But for Ligonor, 500-ish is, is a bad season. Mm. So, But I, I think they'll be better. Walkersville uh, brings a, a lot of guys back. Uh, they bring their entire – or most of their receiving core back. I think they lost Colin Sewell, who graduated. Uh, they graduated Ronnie Lopez, the running back, and Malik Bowie, the big fullback. <clears throat> but they always have a, a, a good uh, stable of running backs. Their their receiver, they have three uh, very experienced receivers. 
They have a quarterback derby going on with Brad Dawson, last year's starter, and Gavin Hughes, who was their starter two years ago. He left school and now is back at Walkersville, and he's competing with Dawson for the starting job. So, And they should be very solid <clears throat> along the lines and on their defense. So, every And I've, I've heard numerous coaches talking up Walkersville this year. So, so they should be pretty good. They were 0-3 last year. Uh, turned it around, finished six and six. Uh, they lost to Milford Mill, the two-way champion in the quarterfinals, and and they gave them a good half. I mean, it, it could have been the game was could have been really close at halftime. Um, so I, I think Walkersville will be good. And then <clears throat> Brunswick it brings a lot back from from a state semifinalist team. Ur- Ur- Urbana they're like, they're like Ligonor. I mean, they just have so much talent in the community and in the program that you can't see them being that bad so they'll probably figure it out so Brunswick was on the borderline for that fifth spot but um but just based on track record and recent history I I had to give it to Urbana so um you've been out to a couple practices what have you seen so far yeah so like I said I was at Langenor and they seem to be much you know kind of much there's more urgency this year they seem to kind of know again to like know what not to do (laughs) and know how to you know you know kind of know they have better chemistry. They just sort of they sort of know what they're doing now. And again, like they they had you know they they lost some people from last year, but it is again predominantly the same core group intact. And um you know they they see they you know probably could be get you know getting back to at least pretty close to you know the Lingnor that we're that we're used to seeing. Um I actually I was actually just looking this up. I didn't realize Ethan Arneson is like maybe I think he's like seventeen hundred some odd yards from. Uh, from the setting the county rushing record uh, for a career over the last two seasons, I, I looked it up last yeah. night. He's had thirty five hundred yards and, and and almost forty touchdowns. Yeah, so and, and, that, that's insane, right? And the and just at the pace he's on, I it it might that'll probably be something just to keep an eye on throughout the season. You know, how close does he get to that record, um, or or does he even you know surpass it? Which would be pretty remarkable. I mean, and he's, he's a small back too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't peg him as being the all time uh, uh, leading rusher in the county, but but but, but he's but he he's great at what he does. He's, he's so. just got a motor. Yeah, he does. he's very strong and he's athletic. Uh, he's he's got great vision. He sees his blocks and he's he's just. It's hard to say he's underrated because I think we've given him a lot of pub over the last couple of years. But but I mean, if you look at his numbers, they're they're amazing, and, and he's just he's just a great high school running back who has a chance, I think, to play in college if if, if that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So um, on the private school front, you saw St. John's Catholic Prep, right? Yeah, and they seem to and and they they seem to be in a you know maybe a, ahead of schedule if that makes sense because you know this was a program where after 2016 they just couldn't really figure it out Nate Marr comes in last year and they sort of almost in a sense surprisingly go six and four you know like I guess they you know it was kind of year one they're kind of you know you know he's trying to you know kind of reset clean the slate figure things out and they end up with a winning season their first in six years and now that the, now that they kind of saw what they could do with that and again especially because there were no expectations to really do much of anything last year, and they go for you know six and four. They they're definitely aiming a lot higher this year. You know they have a, they have a good chunk of their team back. Um, they've added a couple people. Zion and Temi, who was out, who was one of the Walkersville backs last year, he's he's now at St. John's. As is Depreece Daniels, who was the Brunswick wide receiver, he's at St. John's as well. Um, and their quarterback Shane Meyer, he was a sophomore last year. Kind of basically last year, he was kind of just learning the ropes, kind of. You know, getting it, getting it under his belt, and he, um, you know, they were they were really run kind of run heavy, run first last year, and he said, 
he said basically by the end of the season, like, and the, really, he said it was their last game of the season. Like, it just sort of clicked, like, what he needed to do, you know, how he, how he kind of need, you know, needs to, you know, how he manages the quarterback position. So I think he's he's a lot more comfortable this year, um, or, or probably will be a lot more comfortable. Uh, and then uh, Vince Ahern is now their defensive coordinator. So, you know, that's a very experienced name to just throw into the fold and sort of coach the guys up. So, yeah, like uh, you know, they, they seem to be kind of, again, back on the right track. You know, maybe not, um, you know, may, again, I, I, I have to look at their schedule again. But probably not like undefeated good, but like they'll probably be at least as good as last year, if not, you know, probably a little bit better. A, a chance to be the best team in the C conference. I, yes, I, I now, for sure. right. And I guess the challenge was last year, Severn just sort of like blasted everybody. So it was like, can either, you know, I, again, I don't know enough about Severn's you know, to say, like, you know, did they, was that just like a super strong senior class and then everybody's gone and then that opens the door for St. John's? Or, you know, will they have to you know, prove themselves against a team like that? So we'll have to see. Right. I, w- I would say you're a baseball guy first and foremost, but mm-hmm. does uh, football season sort of get the juices flowing too? It, or? It, it does. I mean, I like like I said, I know football's not, you know, it's obviously not my favorite sport. I wouldn't even say it's my, like, second favorite sport. That's that's probably hockey. Um, but there's there's it's, it's just that the atmosphere surrounding, like, you know, high school and college games and the – uh, and in the fall, especially like the early, you know, kind of the early weeks when it's still when it's still somewhat nice weather and it's not like 30 degrees outside, you know, it, it, it's it's just kind of a fun atmosphere. And, you know, and, and, you know, especially when you're going out to places, you know, when you're covering games like Middletown or, you know, um, like up in Thurmond, Catoctin or Brunswick, you know, places where the community just kind of everybody kind of goes. At, it's like the thing to do on a Friday night. It's just a cool atmosphere. And, it's, you know, it's something something you don't you kind of lose maybe with a professional game and if in, in that sense. So yeah, it, it does excite me at least, at least at least at the start, you know, sometimes toward, sometimes towards the end, you know, if you're, if you're covering, you know, if you're really, you're, you know, you're really covering it for a while, like, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, it's been going on for a long time, but and, no, and, it, and the way and it's pretty cold. Uh, yeah. Too, uh, <laughs> by, by late November usually. So, right. But the first, the first few weeks are always a lot of fun. You know, everybody's just kind of, kind of having a good time yeah so. uh the entire season at least on the public school front uh is going to be played on turf i think msd might be our only natural grass field left in the county mm-hmm. uh, but is everyone gonna have their field in i i know catoctin just recently put down their field yeah so they they only started putting down their turf last friday the 18th so as of as of when i you know when i was up there then I was, you know, talking to talking to Mike Rich, the, the head coach there. He said, like, as of you know, then he was told they were going to play September first at because like their it, first three games are at home. Yeah, <laughs> so that they were gonna, it was gonna be ready. Like they were gonna play September first at, um, you know, at their home field, and that you know it would it would be ready. We don't. We're, we're probably have to check in on that again next week. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like putting down a turf in two weeks is very and letting it actually like set and you know do all the stuff it needs to do is ambitious. But we'll have to see. This is a total guess. I'm not basing yeah. this on anything I've heard. Uh, I'm not reporting this, but I would have to say a couple of these games. I'm not just singling out Catoctin, um, but a couple of these games are probably going to be have to be played at like a district park field or something uh, a turf field that's that's already been in place for a long time just because it, it it's it's hard to imagine if they just started putting down the turf that it's going to be ready in in a, in a couple of weeks right. I, I think i've been told by multiple people these fields need a couple of weeks to set so yeah so that's going to put it right up against the deadline so will the, will the field be playable 
Maybe, maybe it will, but <clears throat> if I have to guess, if, if, I, if I was placing a bet, I would say maybe a couple of those early games will be played uh, somewhere else than their than the home school's stadium. But we'll see. I mean, again, that's a total guess, not based on anything I've heard. I'm not reporting it, but we'll see. All right, uh, next Wednesday at Frederick High School, uh, start of a girls' varsity flag football as a varsity sport in Frederick County. Uh, we, we have uh, some matchups here. Um, Ligonor will play Walkersville. Um, Tuscarora will play Brunswick, Catoctin, TJ, Middletown, Urbana, Frederick Oakdale. Um, Frederick Oakdale seems like a pretty interesting game. Yeah, and I know that's the that's the sort of nightcap, like the seven seven thirty the seven thirty right. under the lights game. Uh, I I that'll be interesting because again, obviously, you know, Oakdale won the little mini tournament league season thing they had last year, uh, and then Frederick, at least you know from when I was out at the out, out out at the you know Ravens practice with them last week, they seem to have a pretty large squad. Um, you know, just and just numbers wise, they seem to be in a good, in a good position, and they seem to have some, uh, you know, some some decent athletes. So I, I think that'll be interesting, and it, it might honestly be a good litmus test. Um, you said uh, Urbana's playing Middletown. Uh, Urbana Middletown. Yeah, yes. I think that'll be another really good litmus test because again, if, you know, our right now our only real under solid understanding is that Urbana and Oakdale they've been doing this for the longest. They they're the one the old they're the two that have won stuff in the past. So they're like our standard. How does everybody else stack up? To and we and we don't know. I mean, right? We're, 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 guess, we're guessing they're the teams to beat, yeah. but but we don't know anything about this, right? So if again, you know, if that's sort of what you know, if that's our running assumption, I would say, you know, see how, you know, how does a school like Frederick, which again has big numbers, you know, and some pretty good athletes, you know, how do they stack up against an Oakdale team that's been doing this for a little bit? And same thing with Middletown, you know, Middletown that has fairly big, you know, some pretty good numbers as well. How do they stack up with with Urbana? Yep. Um, that's I think those are the you know th- th- that'll give us at least a little bit of an early indication of how it's how things are going to go. And I and I know you're really looking forward to the start mm. of girls flag football as much as uh, the the varsity football season, uh, and I'm looking forward to it too. It, it should be sort of interesting to see how this all works because it's hasn't been done at least in this area before. Right, and that's that's just the thing. You know, it's something new. It's something exciting, and and. I mean, there seemed to be real. Obviously, you know, the turnout was massive in the county, and seemed to be some real motivation for it. You know, and possibly, hopefully, honestly, gets gets you know not just in Frederick County, but you know, spreads to the state. And you know, again, early early indications might seem to be that's starting to happen, but we'll have, we'll really have to see after this. The, the year. fact that the Ravens are behind it and Under Armour behind it, I, I think, will help that yes. that push get 100 you know, get it across the state. And I think it's great the games are on Wednesday because, honestly, in the fall, Wednesday is probably the deadest day on the sports yes. calendar. There's not typically uh, a lot going on on Wednesday, so I think it's great that they're going to play these games on Wednesday. All right, Mr. Dacey, we'll be back with a little more extensive of a football preview next week as, as we head into week one. Uh, thank you, sir. But when we come back, we will talk to the coach of the Brunswick Railroaders, Jerry Smith. Stay with us here on The Final Score. All right, well, my guest this week really likes his football team this season. Uh, Coming off an appearance uh, in the state semifinals last year, the 1A state semifinals. Uh, He is the coach of the Brunswick Railroaders, Jerry Smith. Uh, Coach, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You, uh, you're like coughing. Your voice is a little hoarse. We were just talking. Like you're always you're always sick at this time of year, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot to go, you know, to do to get ready, and 
Yeah, sometimes we need to take better care of ourselves. So now that includes you too, sir. Yeah. What, what, what are you taking? Some, some meds or? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on some meds and cough drops and you know inhaler and all that good stuff. Because uh, your start of your season last year was insane. Yeah. Um, because I think you had an assistant coach who was having a child. Yep. You had another coach uh, who hurt himself. Uh, yeah, uh, Rich Perry was coming off of uh, back surgery in the summer, so that was no no light task to do. Come coming back from that, right? So, so, so you have two assistants that are basically out. You're you're playing Liberty, uh, who's a really good team on the road. I I think you told me uh, South Carroll. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, South Carroll, who's yep. uh, again uh, a really good team. You're on the road. And I think you told me you got there, and then you didn't have your <laughs> you didn't have your footballs. So, yeah. so and now we're already. I'm, I'm worried about the start of this season too, because because we're like coughing and stuff. <laughs> so we're 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 gonna get off to a smoother start this year, right? Yeah, we we're we're doing pretty good right now. Okay, um, <laughs> um, but most of the crew is back from um uh, from last year, right? Yep. Okay. So how much does that help? Uh, and, and you had the additional practices uh, over the summer. So how how far along are you guys right now? Um, I'd say offensively, we're we're much further along than normal, and it's interesting because you know we make this installation schedule, and you know halfway through the the first week, we're like, man, this is too slow. The kids already know it all, so it's been nice. We've been able to go faster, and it's allowed us to like kind of expand our installation a little bit with more formations and motions and you know uh, things like that. So um, definitely, the added practices helped. Um, having all these kids back has helped, you know, um, and the learning process is a lot faster because you know, they've all been through it and they know the base of everything. And um, so that's been really, really nice to have. Also helps to have a three-year starter at quarterback, uh, uh, Ethan Houck. Uh, how has uh, Ethan looked so far? Uh, really good. Ethan, Ethan's done a great job. We were, we were just talking the other day as coaches about how much, how much more in command he was, uh, is now than he was before. Because, you know, before he's always had a couple seniors that he's looked up to and, um, because of that, he's kind of like stayed in the background a little bit. Now he's, you know, he's directing traffic, he's moving people, he's coaching people on their routes and, um, you know, just the responses we get, you know, last year in the, his freshman year, he was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, very, you know, pleasant. And, uh, he's, he's a nice, he's a nice he, kid. Yeah. Very nice kid. And, and he was, you know, didn't want to get upset, you know, Yesterday in practice, call play, and I'm like, why'd you throw that and not this? And he goes, I said, you know, that that guy's wide open. He goes, I wanted the touchdown, you know, and it's like, okay, now we're at that point where you're just going to give me those type of answers. Or he's giving giving it back to you now. Yeah, and and he's not incorrect, but it's just like – Okay, I, yeah. he sees it. I, you know. he, he's feeling he's feeling himself, but you yeah. want you want you wanted him to get to this point. Yeah, absolutely. You want him to have some moxie and some you know be a little bit brazen and and you know you don't want a quarterback who's afraid to make plays or try to make plays. And it's nice to see finally him try to make plays without you know being worried about repercussions or anything. Yeah, in fact, you told me that you've sort of stepped back and let him sort of mm-hmm. run 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 the show a little more yeah. uh, this year, which is a sign of his growth and, oh, and, 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 and leadership. Yep. It, it was pretty tough what he did, though, right? I mean, a, a, a freshman starting on a varsity team, I mean, that, that's a pretty tall order when, oh. when, when most of the team is older than you. So 
I mean, how do you think he handled? I mean, obviously he handled it well, but but just it's not an easy thing uh, no. uh, 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 for a kid for a kid in that situation. Well, I think the fact that you know he's such a humble kid, um, you know, and and he's able to allow others to kind of step forward and kind of follow their lead, um, really kind of paid off for him. He wasn't. He didn't feel like he's above the position himself, and we had some good kids, you know, in the past couple of years, just good leaders, um, and really take him under his wing, and um, and I think he felt protected, you know, from his teammates and uh, from the coaches. Like so, I don't think he was nervous because he knew somebody was always there to help him out and have his back. I mean, the physical tools have always been there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a tall kid. He's six, what three? Six three and a half, six four. Depends on okay cleats or no cleats. <laughs> okay, so so we'll give him cleats. We'll give him six four, and he's is he two hundred pounds? Yeah, he's just about two hundred now. Okay, and, and he can move too. So so, so if you're a little one A DB and, and you're seeing a six four two hundred five pound kid coming at you i mean yep. you're, you're not super anxious to get in the way right <laughs> i hope not right okay um so, so he's developed that part of his game yep. too where where he's, he's he know he knows when to take off too right yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it just his command of the pocket i think you know in years past he would feel pressure and you could see some panic and nervousness in him you know, this past Saturday at our scrimmage, like he's stepping up, moving sideways. He's literally backpedaling away from pressure, throwing touchdowns, and it's it's kind of like somebody's playing Madden. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, is is there an area where he still needs a a little bit of tweaking in 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 work? Um, yeah, I think he can always be a little bit sharper in terms of, um, and I keep telling him just quicker. Like, he, he sees the defense, and he'll think, all right, based on what we called, certain guys should be open. But sometimes it may – that kid might be a little bit slower or might get rerouted. or So I, I think sometimes he gets hung up on what should be open instead of just moving to his progression. And, um, of course, you know, we're not live right now, so I don't know. Maybe he's going to start pulling it and running. We'll find out next week. <laughs> right, okay. Um, he also has a pretty dependable running back in Ben, in ben Wells, uh, mm-hmm. who, who really emerged last season. I mean, you needed a running back to emerge, and, and Ben certainly did. Yeah. Well, and people say he emerged, and yes, from the outside he did. But we knew from his freshman year he was going to be good, yeah. like really good. Um, he, had, he just has really good vision, and he knows how to, like, you know, run with his pads, run behind his pads. Um not that he's like throwing himself into people, but you know he's not afraid of contact. He's not trying to keep you know getting outside. He, you know, if it's not there, he's going to stick his foot in the ground and go forward. And very rarely does he ever have any negative plays, which is awesome to have as a running back. Just just his vision yeah. and uh, he, he's he's a little bigger too, right? Uh, yeah. Oh man, he, that kid has been he's been really lifting. So um, I coached his older brother who was taller. Tall and skinny, but still had the same explosiveness. Now Ben has been lifting nonstop, and um, you know he's—I want to say about one ninety. You know he's six foot, six one, one ninety, and he runs with some good speed. So it's a nice, nice combo to have. Well, yeah. What will your offensive balance look like? Because obviously you have a, a really good quarterback and you have a really good running back. So theoretically, you should be able to do both, right? Uh, are you going to keep it pretty balanced, or will you lean pass or lean run? Or the idea is to be balanced, you know. But um, I have no clue. Uh, just because 
you know, we don't, I don't know how teams are going to play us. I'm thinking if I'm somebody, you know, going against us, I want to stay in at least a too high shell to, you know, protect the pass. But then you're going to open up the run game a little bit more. So it, it's a, like I said, it's a pretty nice combo to have between those two. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 when you're deciding whether I want to run more, which I do well or pass more, I mean, it's a pretty good issue, to, yeah. pr- pro- problem to have, uh, so to speak. Um, and I, I think one of the most underrated parts of your team is your is your line, your your, oh, offens- yeah. your offensive defensive lines. You you, you guys have a six six three hundred thirty pound left tackle. Yeah, he's about six seven and a half, almost six, six eight, uh, yeah. almost six. I, I was, yeah. I'm sorry, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I shortchanged you there. Yeah. Uh, six eight three three thirty, right? Yep. Uh, Andrew uh, Rakowski. How has he sort of developed over the summer? Oh, his footwork is really, really good. Um, I think for a big guy, people kind of look at him, and he kind of has like this, you know, I kind of joke on him a little bit, like this elephant type of walk. You know, he's very slow, slumber walk. But um, but the way he gets in a stance and he kicks steps and, you know, he's done a f- tremendous job getting ready. And um, he trains with, I think, one of the best guys around, Shannon Breen, with Hog Performance you know, he trains with him twice a week, and Shannon's been awesome about communicating and asking questions about what we do and what Andrew needs work on, and you know, that that's been a, a tremendous asset. Um, but but this is like he's got like NFL prototypical size. size. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Oh yeah, right. It's always interesting when you have a small school like yours when, and and the team sees that you guys getting off the bus and all of a sudden a six, eight, 330 pound guy gets yeah. off the bus and said, who's the NFL player they they, they, they recruited yeah. uh, uh, this week. Yeah. But, but, but the rest of you, Andrew's, Andrew's great. He was a first teamer for yeah. us last year, but, but the rest of your line is pretty darn good too. Oh yeah. Um, we bring back Mason DeFries, who's been a three-year starter with us and um, Papa Buffo, who was a two-year starter now. And um, you, you might have the best name in the County. Yeah. Uh, Papa Buffo. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I bring back Conan Thompson, who's now – this will be his third year. Um, Austin O'Leary. Like, so my guys, you know, we have – we moved one guy in to center so we can balance out the line a little bit. And they're, like, they've been just tremendous. And the nice thing is they all have this great rapport with each other. And, and Rich Perry, my offensive line coach, does a great job with them. And, you know, you want a tight-knit family with your line, and they are uh, very tight-knit. And uh, it's been it's – been, really nice to see and uh you know sometimes when you don't like actually sit back and look you know you don't really appreciate it and then you know saturday i'm able to sit back talking to some other coaches from other schools watching us and they're like man your guys are big and strong and you know they can move and so it's it's really nice compliment to hear from other people right uh, you only lost a couple of guys, but the guys you did lose were, were really good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate uh, Nedro, you've always had a mm-hmm. Nedro on your team. Yeah. Do, do you have a Nedro on on the no. roster? Oh my gosh, no. uh, it must be a weird feeling uh, for it you is. not to have a, a Nedro. And you also lost Isaac Herbert, uh, yep. who who was uh, he was primarily a receiver for you, mm-hmm. but but you handed him the ball too a little bit, right? Yeah, um, oh, yeah. yeah. He was so he's a multi dimensional player yep. for you. Um, how, how does the receiving core look? Because I got I guess that's where you maybe suffered your biggest. Um, impact in terms of losses like 
so Isaac last year was a tremendous asset, and we've always had like one guy. Like before Isaac, it was uh, Michael Souders. Before him, it was like a Josh Pratt, or you know, like we've always had somebody who was kind of like a utility knife type of athlete that we try to move around. And then this year, I wouldn't say we have that utility knife, but what we have is a great group of kids who are very smart. That um, you know they. <laughs> they're really intelligent they work their butts off good you know really good talent they're not blowing the tops off of anybody but they run really good routes so that kind of gets people open and um what's funny is like again a lot of those guys have been with me and so they know it and they know they understand the offense and you know i'm talking to a kid yesterday hey why didn't you you know why didn't you cut and run that corner route properly he's like coach it's cover three it shouldn't be there he shouldn't be throwing to me i'm like okay i'm glad to know you understand the defense and the offense and how it works but still do it better you know like this is how you interact yeah. you, you you often ask your kids questions right yeah oh yeah so i'm trying to teach and it's it's funny because now the kids instead of like me having to go through and teach them they know the answer you know i just got to get on them about maybe like well you still need to run this route this way um but it's also a sign that they've learned and they, they really understand it. So then when they come to me and say, Coach, I think we could do this, this, or this, I trust them in what they're think, thinking should work because they've been with us and they've been running our offense and they understand what we're looking for. Uh, how many times do you ask a question and the kid will answer you and you're like, oh, okay, you, you were right. I'm, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm not right. There's a couple times. There, there's quite a few times where you know the kids will see something or, or I'll ask and – They'll check me on it, which is good, and you know. Right, because you're sort of the lawyer. You like you sort of know what the answer is to the question. Yeah. And, but but then sometimes you'll hear an answer, and you're like, oh, okay, I I, yeah. I, I didn't think of that or, or or see that. So, um, so who's the receiver? We had uh, Jake Janis, right? Jake Janis, uh, yeah. Um, he he played a lot last year. Um, Peyton Dean, who we've had for a couple of years now, but we've primarily used him on defense because he's such a good hitter. Uh, he comes into the slot. Um. Mark Cook and Luca Mosley, who are all guys that played primarily defense, just kind of biding their time, and now are in that position, ready to you know uh, play, rep, take reps and stuff. You guys uh, have a tight end, or um... Um, so we, so this year, and that's like that's the thing. Like in the past, we've had just a couple tight ends. Now I have like three tight ends, three H backs, three full backs, four running. Like our depth is so much, you know. Like, broader than what we've ever had um and some of it's kids coming up and then some of it's just we've we've gotten a couple new kids um a couple kids move in from the you know out of country um so it, it's it's really nice it's really difficult for me calling plays to figure out how to get all these guys on because they're all deserving right if they weren't deserving then that'd be easy but they're all deserving again another good problem to have yeah, right? yeah yeah it's a great problem to have but it's you know, from my brain, I can only maintain so much. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you ever uh, look? I mean, this is year number seven for you at, at Brunswick, right? Mm -hmm. Your alma mater. Do you ever uh, take a moment to say, "Wow, we've we've come a pretty long way in in six seasons, going into seven seasons." Yeah, uh, I was. We were doing that the other day. Me and one of the, uh, Scott Tillis, who's my JV coach, who's been with me for years. And yeah, we were kind of thinking about that too, about just how far the program has grown and the expectations from the community and, and with the, you know, with their growth and, um, 
Yeah, because if you came out to a practice, I mean, you guys are big. I mean, I don't think people appreciate how it's not just Andrew. I mean, yeah. it, you guys, you guys have a pretty big, athletic-looking team. I yeah. mean, uh, you don't sometimes you don't even look like a one A school, even even though you are a small one A school. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you took over, you guys hadn't won a game for two years. Yep. So I mean, you were starting from scratch, and yeah. now you feel. Pretty much that this could be your best team yeah. at, at Brunswick. Yeah, I, I do. I do think this is probably the best team I've had. Um, and that's saying a lot because I still think my COVID year was a phenomenal group of kids. Yeah, um, you guys were what, five and two that five year? And, yeah, or, five and one in that. Or, yeah. uh, the COVID year, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but like that was, you know, those kids were with me for years and as well. So um, that was a really, really, really good team. And I think this team's probably right up there. Um, so, like, you know, expectations are high, and the big thing with the kids, and I think they understand it, you know, because sometimes coaches, we, we say this to our teams, and the kids hear it, but they don't quite grasp it. You know, the expectations are high for us, for them, and from the community on them. And so I said, you know, I've been trying to explain, with that comes certain responsibilities. So... Our, our big message this year is, like, we're going to coach you to even a higher level. Um, that means, you know, attention to detail is going to be a little bit more crisp, you know, because you might be great, but you're not the best, you know. And so we, we need to keep striving to get better. Um, and, and so we're really, 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 really critical right now of the way we practice, um, you know, how we execute, you know, you know everything. So um, I think it's a good problem, you know. To, to have and the kids are doing a great job of responding uh i mean you guys made a great run last year um but you play in a really <laughs> tough region with like huge powerhouses in fort hill and and, and, and well you're not in fort hills region no, right? no, but, but, in, but, but, mountain, but you're with mountain ridge uh, who, who's who could beat a lot of uh so big, no, bigger 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 you guys Played Mountain Ridge, right? Yeah, so we played Mountain Ridge in the semifinals. So right. we, we won the one A North Mountain Ridge. Okay, yeah, or, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Mountain Ridge is not in your region. Yeah, uh, you got you got reseeded. You, yeah. you won your quarterfinal, and then you played Mountain Ridge. But still, yeah. like one A, you, you're in there with some like with some with some legacy school. Yeah. So so did uh, so uh, like taking that next step or two, it's going to be tough, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very tough, and there's some awesome teams and. Um, the big thing for us is, as I tell the kids, we're always practicing not necessarily for our opponent this week. It's for our opponents that we're going to see in 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Like, yeah. that's what we need to be practicing for right now. Um, and so it doesn't matter if it's week one against Rockridge or week eight against Middletown or, or, or whoever. It You know, we need to be preparing for the playoffs and our, and our region is pretty tough now that they've moved Boonesboro over. Um, Catoctin plays us tough every year, regardless of record. They're, yeah, know, I mean, tough they, team. They, they were, they were up against it last year, but they gave you a really good game. Uh, Both uh times. final week of the regular season. Yep. Yeah. The playoff game, you got had a little better handle on them, but, um, yeah. but, but, but the regular season game, uh, you needed Nedro, I believe, to uh, block an extra point or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. so, um, be, being a small school, I mean, do you have less two-way play? I mean, two-way players at a school your size is sort of a way of life. But are, are, do you have less two-way players now than you did before? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, we, you know, because and I say that because 
what we've been doing and what my defensive staff, for example, has been doing, and they've done a great job at this, is they've been able to develop depth at each position. So we might have a bunch of guys going both ways, but they're never staying and playing the whole time. Right. You're able to give them, yeah. bre- you're, you're able to give them breathing. Yeah. So like at the cornerback position, we have Nate Borowski, who's a, who's one of my receivers and then Peyton Dean, who's a receiver. And, and then we have uh, Burma Buffoe and it's like between the three of them, well, if Peyton and, and Nate are both out there, one of them can go on on defense and Burma stays. So like, we, we've just been able to develop a nice rotation at different positions to give people breaks and, and rest. Like uh, Rakoski and your offensive lineman, are they playing on the D-line as well? Or, yep, um, everybody, uh, yeah. In, in spurts, though, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Right, okay. Exactly. Um, so the season starts next week against Rock Ridge, uh, uh, a team you've um, played in recent years mm-hmm. and you've had a lot of success against. Uh, uh, let's go through the schedule. Week two is um, – Tuscarora. Tuscarora, Okay. Uh, well, uh, a, th- a team that struggled last year, but but has has a new coach and is trying to get uh, on track. Uh, week yep. three is um, Boonesboro. Boonesboro, always always a tough one uh, yep. A school. Um, week four, um, I think is Missburg. Okay, um, yeah, and that's our homecoming, so that will be a good one. We haven't played them in a couple of years. Okay, uh, but again, another team right right in your in your mm-hmm. weight class yep. and. and, and good measuring stick how do you feel you stack up against the middle towns and the walkersvilles and, and, and some of the historically strong programs that are smaller here in frederick county yeah uh i don't know they're they're both great programs uh, right you know um i i hope that we i just hope we can give them we can give them a better run you know this year than we did last year like you know, I well, felt, were you disappointed with those games last year? I um, mean, I mean, not that you expected to win necessarily, but but um, but just the score maybe maybe wasn't as close as you wanted. So the Middletown game, I felt like we played a really good first quarter and a really good fourth quarter, but then second and third got away from us. Like they were both competitive quarters, um, and then the you know second and third got away from us. So you know, I wasn't totally displeased. Um, you know, they're. They had a better matchup. You know, maybe we match up better this year than than last. Walkersville is good. Yeah, yeah I, you, I think they're you, the best you, team you, in the county. You do? Okay. I do. In, my, in my book. You're, you're, I, you're going on record. Walkersville is the number think, one team in Frederick County. I think county. they're the best team in the county. Or okay. at least have the potential to be the best team. What, what, what makes you say that? Oh, their line is just really sharp. They're, you know, big, strong kids. Um <laughs> It doesn't matter if they're receivers or the running backs; they all look the same, like little bricks. Like they're just, yeah, you know, they do a great job in their weight program and um, quarterback. You know, Tristan, I, I don't, uh, uh, Manconi, uh, yes, uh, uh, I, the, uh, the receiver. Man, that kid caught everything through near him, and there were some passes that weren't even near him, and he still caught them. So he, he's, he's yeah, they have good receivers. Yeah, they they're good, and they got you know, a plethora of running backs. So I just think they're a really good team, um, balance, more balanced team than what they had last year. And I thought last year after a couple games, they turned a tide and really got moving. So, okay. So you guys will, but you guys could give them yeah. uh, and Middletown games this year. I, I'm, right. I'm hoping I'm thinking we could. Yeah. I'm, right. But I'm hoping. Yep. And, and you like your chances against anyone on, on, on your level. Yeah, uh, I do. I do. I, I, I like our chances. I think, we have people who can match up well with a lot of teams, right? Um, who 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 do you think will be some of the unsung guys on on, on the team? Uh, who, who do you think might open some eyes that that we're not talking about right now? Um, 
Well, I, I really like our linebacking core. Um, you know, I have Grant Brown, Tucker Hargett, Jesse Runkles. Like, those three guys all started either half the season, the whole season, whatever, and they were all really phenomenal, tough kids. And it's just, you know, in some ways I, I kind of think of them a little bit more of like a, um, the image of the team, meaning like that grit, tough style of play, you know. Um, I, I loved – Talking to uh, Mike Rich after our, our games last year, he's like, "Man, that fifty-five, which is Tucker Hargett, like we weren't expecting him." And I'm like, "You know, that's just a tough kid who, like, just learned how to play and you know, progressively gotten better through the years." And you know, so I I really think they're going to shine for us. And what um, my defensive coordinators and, and the coaching staff has done has been able to really highlight their abilities. Um, I think Jake Jennis is really unsung in terms of what he does offensively and even more so what he does defensively. That free safety, he's a pretty good free safety. Um, and I, I know he, he likes basketball, and he I think he would probably tell you that's his number one sport, but I keep telling him don't cut himself short because he's phenomenal safety. So I, I think – those guys are going to be pretty good on defense. I mean, you're developing players to where they're really going to have a chance to play on on, oh, yeah. on, on, on the next level. I mean, some people might dismiss you guys because it's a small school. How many mm-hmm. kids could they possibly have? But you're developing enough kids oh, yeah. where, where I mean, Rakowski's going to, uh, if he wants to play college football, he's going to play. Yeah. Ethan, if he wants to play college football, he's yep. going to find a place. And some of these receivers and linebackers yep. uh, too, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud. Of, and, you know, it's nice to have Division One kids. Don't get me wrong, but like Division Three, you know, Division Two, those the more of those kids you have, that's a really good showing of how good your team is. Right? Are you, are you guys were you guys ahead of schedule? Did you expect to get to the state semifinals last year? Uh, I did not. You did not. Okay, I did not. So I, it was a pleasant surprise. It was very pleasant. Um, and that's why it makes me nervous to talk about this year and like <laughs> because, because now you have expectations. Yeah, because yeah, we have expectations and you know. Rightfully so, I think we deserve to have those expectations. But uh, it's it's hard coaching 15-, 16-, 17-year-old boys to, to stay focused and not be distracted by school and girls and other sports and, you know, the, to keep them focused in one task for a couple hours at a time is not always an easy thing, so – Right. Well, let's talk about that because you don't just coach football. Now you're now you're now you're coaching lacrosse. You're coaching your kids, probably youth football team. Yeah. Like, like, tell us all the coaching hats you're wearing, and is it gotten out of control? <laughs> well, my wife would say it's gotten out of control. Yeah. Um. So I coach my son's youth football team. That's where I just came from. Um. Then I go and I coach club lacrosse for my son like um, why 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 well, you're, you're you're okay so your son's playing so yeah, that, my son that, plays club lacrosse can't you just wait can't you just sit at a game and watch do you have to be coaching all the time I, you know well, like well, what is it about yeah. you have you have to be in charge don't i don't you? know no no i'm not a head coach i'm a okay. good assistant coach uh, you're an assistant I'm lacrosse a, coach yep okay. i'm an assistant youth coach too i'm an assistant to but all why those. can't you just like sit in the bleachers and watch well they needed help and well they really needed help and i have experience running a practice and managing okay. kids true true and so all right they, they needed they needed help I, so, I i didn't realize they needed help so then you know i start helping them with practice and you know managing the kids and uh they you know asked me to learn some stuff and I've been learning of, you know, because yeah, lacrosse isn't your first sport. Obviously. No, right. no. And, and, and I love it. I wish we had it when I was in school. I really do. Um, but 
I guess that shows my age that we didn't have it at Brunswick at that point. But um, I, I always say this: teachers, good teachers, can coach any sport. I yeah. really, I, I really believe that any right. sport. Right, but um, do they have to twist your arm, or are you, are you just the guy that that sits still? Yeah, I can't sit still. I think that's the problem. Like you I just can't, can't. You can't. You can't, can't sit, sit in the bleachers sit, and watch. I can't. So I can't sit still. So right. Um, uh, so, so you're coaching youth football. You're coaching um, club lacrosse. Club lacrosse. What else are you coaching? I coach uh, track in the spring at the high school. Right, but that's a different season, at least. Yeah, uh, and then um, I coach. Well, like lacrosse is going on. Club lacrosse is happening year right round. right now. Yeah, okay. year, year round. Year round. So right yeah. now you got youth football, high school football, and club lacrosse yeah. going. So right yeah. now you are eating, sleeping, and. Yeah, drinking and coaching, pretty yeah, much, right? Pretty much, yeah. Right. Well, well, well where do you find time time to do anything else if you have time to do anything else? I, I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay. So, but but it calms. Well, you coach indoor track too, right? So, uh, no, I don't do indoor. Okay. It, all right. In so, the winter time, I'm. So you I'm, get you get a breather. Yeah. You you, you you take a break in the in the yep. winter time and do some family stuff around yep. the the holidays. Yep. So so at least you have a, a an off season. Uh, yeah. Uh, so because the summer is busy too with seven on sevens and and yeah. stuff too. So the summer's not really a summer f- for you football coaches. No, so. I uh, this this past summer from Memorial Day weekend until August fifth, I was gone every weekend. Do you like that, or I mean, no, this year I did not. Well, I do, but I don't like. So we were away for on tournaments. So we had a lot of tournaments, about four tournaments, and then, um, and then I'm taking my kid. You know, my wife's been out injured, um, so I've been driving and taking my kids everywhere. So uh, and you're dealing with uh, your 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 wife's injuries, doctor's appointments and stuff yep, too. Driving or? driving her everywhere. Yep. So there's not enough hours in the day for you. No, sir. no, I'm tired. Right. Uh, well, well, I appreciate you coming in here and doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm probably keeping, I'm probably keeping you up. But, but don't you want a weekend where you could just like stay home and do nothing, or is, is do, doing nothing just not your thing? Uh, I, I, I don't know what's the saying: the idle hands are the devil's play. Or, yeah, right. You know, like I, I can't, I can't sit still. You, can you, can you, can you just sit and watch a, a game on TV or, or watch a movie or anything like that, or, or not really? Not really. You have to be doing, you have to be doing something. Okay. And, and, and coaching, you're sort of watching, but you're actively like involved in with what you're watching. So, yeah. do you do do you enjoy coaching more than ever, or um, as much as ever? Yeah, you know, I've well, th- you know, things have changed. You know, coaching has changed, kids have changed. Uh, you know, high school sports have changed, so it's always adapting. Uh, for me, I've changed. I've been. I used to be a primarily defensive guy. Um, I had Curtis Pierce with me for years, so like, I you know I trusted him. And then there's been a couple years where it's you know I've kind of gone through a couple different guys. And then when my coach, my OC, got um, had his baby, you know they had their baby last year. I was like, you know, I'm going to take over as calling offense. So that's been a really good switch for me, um, just to to kind of flip gears and just focus on the offensive side and. Um, it's fun. I enjoy it. And, and you simplified your playbook last year. I mean, you you got off to a tough start. I mean, South Carroll again is a tough opener yeah. for for anyone for yeah. for any team, especially on the road. But you guys said, hey, let's not dumb things down, but but let's tear up our playbook and and let let's do a couple things really well yeah. as opposed to doing like twenty things like okay, just yeah. okay. Yeah. But but that that 
got you going. That, that little, little spark can turn your season around. Yeah, yeah. And then so that kind of changed my approach to this year, like where we, we started with the install with a lot, and we've slowly, like, you know, this week we've really trimmed down a lot of things. So by next week we'll probably – you know, focus on maybe four or five runs and a handful of pass plays and then kind of just leave it at that. And then each week we'll kind of gauge where we're at and what we're good at, what we can add or subtract or, or whatnot. Do you but, want a big unwieldy playbook or do, would, you, would you rather keep it down to oh, like f- a handful of plays? It'd, it'd, be, it'd, it'd be great to be able to have a whole bunch of stuff, but you want to be good at what you do. And again, there's only so many hours in the day as you, as you know yeah so to coach these kids and get them up and get them ready you know so um i think when you could trim your pl- your your game plan and keep it concise and, and really limited i think that kind of helps you hey, hey what do you think of girls uh, flag football in frederick county it's cool I, you know I, I think it's um you know it's a great opportunity we did a power puff game and there were some girls last year that I thought could they could they play for you? Yeah, they could play. Like they were fast and they could catch the ball and and run. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a cool opportunity. Uh, do, do you think it'll catch on and, and and sort of grow across the state once people see what this looks like here in Frederick County? Yeah, uh, yeah, possibly. I, I know other states have it, um, so I think that's a good possibility. I mean, because you're a teacher, I mean, you yeah. know a lot of these girls. I mean, you know who could play and, and who yeah. can't. Brun- Brunswick's obviously a small school, and, yeah. and, and, and you're stretched thin with, with, with the other sports, but but it seems it seems like it, it's something that could really take off. And and, yeah. and having girls interested in football, I mean, any football coach would love to see yeah. that. No, so. I think it's good. And our our girls, um, our our girls flag football coach is um, Cindy. Yeah, and she. Let me tell you, you know, during COVID, we took a group of our what well Ethan's group when they were in eighth grade and we did flag football and and I didn't realize this until a week ago. She said, Do you remember me? And I said, not, not quite. And she's like, I was in that flag football, you know, league that you were in and I was like, dang, that's pretty cool. So um yeah, she's been doing this for a while. Yeah, with boys, mostly boys. And she, she coaches the basketball team yeah. too. So yeah. Will you be coaching? I, I know, I know, I know. You're not trying to uh, step on Cindy's turf or anything like that. But will you be coaching girls flag football? No. Okay. So you, so you can't, you can't, you can't say no to that. No. So uh, that, that, that's one thing that you won't be coaching. No. But, um, all right, sir. Well, go, go, go get some sleep. Uh, appreciate you coming on here. Uh, look forward to seeing your team. I, I, I think you guys have a, uh, uh, a shot at having another really great season. So uh, we, we look forward to it. So thanks for doing this. Thank you. Appreciate so. it. All right. That's Brunswick High football coach uh, Jerry Smith. Uh, railroaders have some high expectations, and, and they have a good team that's going to uh, uh, try and meet those expectations this season. Uh, my thanks to uh, Graham Collin for producing, Alexander Dacey for coming on Talking Frederick County Sports, and all of you for checking us out here on The Final Score. One week away from the football season. Uh, we're very, very excited. We can't wait. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week going into week one. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone.